This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All right, everyone, welcome. Todd Berry Podcast, first time using uh, recording technology to record a phone call. This episode is going to be on the phone. This I'm making way too much of it. I shouldn't have even announced that it's on the phone. But I called Emily Heller. She knew I was calling. It wasn't like an ambush. And we had a fun conversation. She was in her hotel room. I was in my apartment. I have some shows coming up. May 31st, Caroline's New York. June 3rd, I'll be in Tel Aviv at Zappa. Uh, June 4th, Herzliya. I think I'm saying that right, at Zappa. That's in Israel. Uh, June 18th, Honolulu, Crossroads. June 20th, Paya, Hawaii. Then we got Asbury Park, New Brunswick, Iowa City, Madison, Ogden, Utah, Spokane, or is it Spokane, Washington? I don't know how, God, I don't know how you say that. Seattle, Washington, and Bellingham, Washington. Who does three cities in Washington? No one does. I do. Because I, uh, that's what I do. I play to the people wherever they want to see me. At Todd Barry. Uh, what else? ToddBarry.com. Feral Audio brings you this podcast, many other podcasts. Go to feralaudio.com and check them out. They have a lot of good ones. I need to catch up on them myself. And uh, here is, via telephone or via telephone, probably via, Emily Heller. Hello. Emily. Todd, how are you? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, this is the first time I'm doing this over the phone. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, it's an honor that I don't want <laughs> that I don't want you in my apartment. No, that's not why I'm doing this. Where are you? Just any excuse to not hang out with you. You know what I think um, I'm kind of excited. I mean, if this works, this phone thing. I mean, it opens up the whole world. Anyone I'm willing to call can be on my podcast now, no matter where they are. Yeah, you don't have to have anyone in your house ever again. I never have to, like, think of all the money. Like, I always offer people, would you like a sparkling water? I don't have to do that. It's going to probably save me $8 every 20 years. Can you reimburse me for the Starbucks I just bought? Did you buy you a Starbucks? You didn't go to a mom and pop coffee shop? No, I didn't. I did just eat at a local restaurant. I feel like that cancels it out. Where did you eat? I mean, where are I you? Ate at, I'm in, You're in Madison, right? I'm in Madison, Wisconsin right now. Have you been there before? Um, Just a couple times. This is my first time here for like more than one night. Um, and, So I just ate at uh, the one vegetarian restaurant I could find here called the Green Owl Cafe. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a 
It's got to be vegetarian, unless they eat that owl. <laughs> Although it doesn't sound super appetizing. It's no, mean, again, but... I, owls are adorable, yeah. but I don't know. How, what, well, you don't have to tell me what. You don't need to do a Yelp review. Did you eat by yourself? Uh, no. The, uh, the guy who's featuring for me this weekend uh, came with me. Did you bring a feature act? I did not. Uh, I've never done that before. Do you do that? I try to. It helps a lot of, uh, it eliminates a lot of worry, like who who are they going to spring on me, that kind of thing. Yeah. I didn't think about it till it was too late. But sometimes um, it's hard because then you have to pay for them to get there and yeah. depending on how much money you're making, it might not be worth it. I'm not quite rich enough for that yet. How much are you? No, I'm joking. What? Uh... I'm pretty rich, though. We can talk about that. <laughs> are you? Co- you're comfortable. So. That's what people used to say. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. Yeah. I also uh, am really bad with money, so any amount of money makes me feel rich because I don't realize how many things I have to buy with it already. Are you bad with money in that you're cheap or that you spend it without knowing that you can't afford what you're buying? I spend it. I spend it real easy. What do you? And I don't keep track of it. <laughs> I don't budget. I don't do anything like that. Do you keep? You balance your checkbook. That's like a 1971 thing. <laughs> uh, no That's one does not that a anymore. Thing anymore. Do you? Uh, what are your like indulgences? Oh, I mean, I eat out a lot. Me too. That's that's the big one. Uh, I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. What do you buy? Just like dumb shit for my house. You know what I mean? Like I just bought like, and it's not even like, I feel like each individual purchase could be justified, uh-huh. but like as a whole, like when I was doing my taxes this year and I looked at how much I spent on Amazon, I was like, I can't justify that number. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'll buy little things like, uh, like I bought a laundry rack for drying my laundry. Yeah. That's the kind of like things like that. Yeah. I just had an Amazon purchase. I bought uh, clear recycling bags, a flash drive, some of those space bags that you uh, roll up, and then one other thing that I already forgot. Yeah. Oh, you know what I just bought that I'm really excited about that I immediately am going to buy more of is uh, packing cubes. Have you heard of these? Like the peanuts? No. Oh, the cubes. Oh, yeah, I use those. Yeah, you like one for your socks, one for your, yeah, those are great. Yeah. Oh my God. How did I not know about these? Yeah, it does. Uh, all that stuff really, it makes things easier. Uh, can I ask you how do you how do you use them? Because I ordered a set of three, and the smallest one, I don't know what I'm supposed to put in there. I have uh, I have one that's like a thin one. That's it's very durable though. But I use that for my underwear. Then I have a two sided okay. one where I put T-shirts and sometimes regular shirts and then socks on the other side of it. Uh, okay. You might want to use one for, like, miscellaneous cables you have, like chargers oh, and right. stuff. Things yeah. like that. That's a good idea. Then I, I want to get to yeah. the point where I it's all packing cubes. There's nothing not in a cube in my suitcase. Yeah, I have one of those shirt things also. No, that's smart. I didn't know about these things until I mean, so recently either. Yeah, I was um I was on wire cutter trying to find a new toiletry bag for my travel. What is wire I had cutter? I've previously been using one that was just like one one big pocket. Uh-huh. And I just put, putting everything in there, which that's no way to live. 
so I was on Wirecutter, which is that website that's like compares products like really thoroughly, <laughs> and they have a whole travel section. Um, that's just yeah. Anyway, I spent I spent some money on that recently. I'm gonna spend some more money on that then. Did you? Uh, what was it you bought again? Tell, remind me. You just told me. Oh, a laundry a laundry rack. Okay, so you actually you compare it like uh, which laundry rack is the best. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't put the laundry rack on there. Okay. Um, but no, I bought the toilet. A toiletry. That's bag. right. The toiletry bag. Yeah, the toiletry bag and the packing cubes. I ended up getting them both from the same company. A company called Eagle Creek. Oh, yeah, I know Eagle Creek. I probably own some of their stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Step <laughs> we're dropping up my a lot of. We're dropping a dropping a lot of. Uh, doing a lot of product placement here. Yeah, I'm hoping to get sponsored. Maybe if they hear, like if someone from Eagle Creek is listening or knows someone, you never know. They might be like, hey, man, we'll hook you up. Yeah. As soon as we get off the phone, I'm going to tweet at them and tell them how much I talked about their products on your podcast. You should tweet at them. That might actually do something. Yeah. I've gotten quite a bit of things by doing that. Yeah, quite a bit of things. Products? I've got, yeah, I just got some uh, pens from a pen company. Uh, and then oh, I opened the first. They're pilot pens, and then I opened the first one, and it ruined a pair of my pants because it exploded in there. <laughs> so I was like, I'm tempted you to write to them. Quiet and go, about that, or they're going to stop sending you new ones. I'm tempted to write them. Go, hey, uh, I appreciate it, but now you should really reimburse me for these pants. But um, I guess you can't do I, uh, that. I one time got free uh, cereal from Barbara's Bakery. They sent me some puffins because I tweeted about puffins. Yeah, did they send you a good amount of them? I guess anything free. Uh, yeah, they sent me like five boxes, and because um, I would, I did a tweet about how they're hard to open, uh-huh. and uh, they sent me five boxes and a pair of scissors. Oh man, that's like kind of a here's some free stuff and fuck you kind of. <laughs> well, I mean, the point of the tweet was was like, why are they so hard to open? I want to eat them so bad. Yeah. No, your well, heart was. It in was the right still place. a product endorsement. That I'd was say. a free commercial you gave them. Puffins, is that what it was? Yeah, exactly. Puffins, yeah, peanut butter. Yeah, I've had puffins. all the peanut butter puffins are good. They're real good. They are good. Yeah, because sometimes oh God, you like you want to open them anymore. and you want to be like you don't want to like use just sometimes you have to like jab a fork and that kind of thing because you yeah, don't want to use like your filthy like scissors can... on your food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they—that's why they sent me a pair of dedicated cereal scissors. <laughs> That's funny. Did they say puffins on the side of them? No, it was just like a normal pair of scissors. But the coolest part was, I mean, maybe this isn't cool, but uh, it was cool to me. It was like around, it was at the end of the year, they wrapped them all up in like wrapping paper, like Christmas presents. Damn. So how are you going to up your travel game? You mentioned you're going to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, the, I'm the a whiz on this kind of stuff. Good. Yeah. I got a new suitcase. I used wire cutter to get a new suitcase, too. Um, I guess that's it. Do you, uh, do you get your miles, I hope? You know what? Oh, no, I'm, no. I don't think I'm doing that right. Oh, my God. What do you do? I don't have one of those dedicated credit you cards. You don't need a dedicated credit card. I mean, I do have, like, the, the mileage plans with everyone, but I don't know how to redeem any of them except for Southwest. Did you, how did you fly to Madison School? To Madison? Uh, American, I think. Are They're you United. A, I flew United are, here. Are you in United's program? I am. Did you put your number in? I did. Oh, okay. Well, then you... I'm, I'm collecting. It's just real slow. Oh, you, you know? can look. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I fly enough, but 
Well, you will. You can look it up online too. Those things add All up. Right. I talk about it every show with every guest. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to tread old territory. No, I feel it's like not. We should, it's people uh, why take people the opportunity listen. to to squash our beef, you know, WTF style. <laughs> we're gonna just to set gonna, my dad at ease. I'm gonna get to that now. <laughs> That's on my mental list that I didn't bother writing down of things I was going to talk to you about. <laughs> I want to talk more about your. You're in the middle of a tour, though, right? I am. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of winding down, I guess. How many um, cities was it? Do you know? It was going to be 20. I had to cancel some of them. Why? Um, for, uh, you know, scheduling reasons. Okay. Secret showbiz reasons. Okay. Um, I had, I have some TV work that I have to do that conflicted. Um, yeah. Which is a bummer because I wanted to do it. But, um, but yeah, so I think it was, so here's what I did. I did. I'm counting festivals. I don't care what you say. Yeah, you should. Yeah, for the purposes of the podcast, let's count everything. For the everything. purposes of the podcast, of killing time, I'm getting it through as this. My tour. Okay. I started the tour uh, on Seth Meyers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was the thing you had the problem with. Oh, I forgot I started, to watch your set. Was it, how'd it go? Um, I think it was fine. It's. I don't know about you, but every time I do a TV set, I just immediately wish for a time machine to fix something. Yeah, or a time machine to when they asked you if you want to do a TV set. And then you go no, and then you relax. Do you ever do you ever wish you hadn't done it? Um, yeah, there's a, well, I just don't like uh, what they do now. Is that they, it just becomes a, on their YouTube channel, and then every time a club advertises you, you have to see that clip that you don't want to see in their little on their page, and then you got to worry that people are going to watch that. I mean, it hasn't been a problem. People are like, I can't believe you did a joke from the clip I saw. But I know. Yeah, I worry about that, too. Because sometimes like, these don't, sets don't go the way I would like them to go, and then I don't want you to use that as an advertisement, this set that I didn't yeah. really think went well. I mean, yeah, it's it's complicated, because I'm like, I think doing doing the set will maybe hopefully make more people come out, but also it means I can't do those jokes that I've been working well, on. Well, you can. You can do them. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing them, and yeah, no, there's no one. No one has complained. If you raise, if you nothing against any of these shows, but if you go on stage and go, "How many people saw me on Seth Meyers?" You're going to get two people applauding, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I've I've done like Letterman, and the next day gone. Has any, who saw me on Letterman last night? And like no one. Yeah. So you don't don't get that out of your head, even though I just kind of put it in your head. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm like. I'm not closing with those jokes just to be on the safe side, like. Yeah. But I think it's on the off chance that they have heard that one. No, no, no. One joke they've heard. You're overthinking. Can't close on it. I I close on jokes that have been on the. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because by the time you're closing, they probably like if they like you, then (laughs) then who cares? Like, what do you think? And they're like, oh wait, we suddenly things took a turn for the worse that last forty seconds. That's true. You got them. That's true. You're in. You go home. <laughs> I could just give them the middle finger. And yeah, you can say, fuck it. You do the classic mic drop. So where did you go? Fuck you. You fuck started at Seth Meyers. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I did Seth Meyers. I did uh, Moon Tower in Austin. Where you opened for and me. I did what? You I opened, opened for you? For, yeah, didn't you? R- Ride of a Lifetime. Uh, yeah, that was really fun. That was a fun show. Which one? Um, I forgot which one. Was that the, uh... That was a late night show at that theater. Oh, yeah, that that was fun, wasn't it? It was, like, em- yeah. empty-ish, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of those shows were, 
were fun regardless of how many people I yeah. think were there. Yeah, they were all but, like real comedy fans. They were... Yeah, I was into that. Okay, so then you went to Austin, then where? Austin, then I did uh, Comedy Works in Denver. How'd that go? Um, that went well, I think. Did you do that? I, I, I didn't draw huge there, which wasn't a surprise to me. I was uh-huh. kind of surprised that they even booked me, but uh, it was great. I mean, that room is really great, and it's really fun regardless of how many people are there. Yeah. Um, and I stayed at the comedy condo there that was really nice. They actually have one of the nicer condos, or they did yeah. when I was and there. Yeah, and they have a new one now. I was the first person to stay in the new oh, one. Oh, that's, that's, that's the best luck ever. Before The dream. It's before yeah. anything, you know, happens on that couch that you don't want to know about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I really grossed it up. Oh, I know. For everyone you, else you got, they're you, after me. You but. got seriously busy. <laughs> yeah. So you no, went to no, Comedy no. Works. How many shows did you... Are these your first... Is this your first time headlining or... Big, yeah. Big, yeah? So these are pretty yeah. high-profile places. Yeah. I mean, they're all the clubs that I, like, really wanted to do. Did you... Um, did, did you... Uh, who's who's your... Is it APA? Yeah. Same agent. Same agent. Same agency. The... Um, so did you sort of just say, book me a tour? Did you say, I want to go here, I've always wanted to go here, that kind of thing? I mean, I basically was like, I wanted to do a one-nighter tour of just little black boxes yeah. and make money. That well, you could the, make money, actually. That's the weird thing. But go ahead. Yeah. I mean, and half of the tour has been that. Like, I did a run in the South that was like, I did Nashville, Atlanta, Charleston, New Orleans, all in one weekend. Mm-hmm. And I did... Uh, West Coast tour that was all like, you know, I did the punchline, but I also did like a, a bunch of smaller places too on the West Coast. That was just like, I was just like, I just want to go to cool cities yeah, and do shows for the exact amount of people that I can draw there, you know, um, which I was on it. Like I was acting on a TV show for a full season last year. So I felt like I had enough clout with the agency that I could just like make them book me a tour that didn't make them any money. Um, well, they probably. So I told them. Yeah. I told them like a bunch of cities I wanted to go to, and I kind of in my head like put together little runs, uh-huh. like in case I want to do one nighters and stuff. Um, and then there were clubs too. They, uh, like I did comedy on state. I'm doing, I'm doing comedy on state this weekend in Madison. I did comedy works in Denver, and I'm doing Acme. Acme's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Todd Glass's favorite comedy club in the country. Really. Yeah. I I could see that. Yeah. It's pretty well run. Yeah. Well run. They've got a really good local scene there, too. I like it a lot. Yeah. So you've done that Um, club before? You know, when I had, like, just started comedy, I, like, like very, very early on, I went and I I was in Minneapolis for a weekend anyway, and I did the open mic on a Monday there, and uh, that's the only time I've ever been there, but it was awesome. Oh, you did an open mic set. Yeah, but their open mic is like half booked. Right, so it's they're, it's it's skilled people. It's not. Yeah, it's kind of like the Sundays. It's the punchline. And they um, get an audience too, right? Yeah, they get a huge audience. It's packed. I don't know if they still do that, but I would imagine they would. I don't know why they'd stop. Where else are you going? Um, after this, I'm recording my album in Brooklyn oh, yeah. on Wednesday. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And then I have one more stop in Boston, and then that's it. I canceled the rest of the dates. <laughs> what? Uh, you're like, I'm, uh, the album's recorded. Why Why would I keep yeah. it? <laughs> this is all leading yeah. up. This is all warm up for the album recording. Yeah. Who's putting that out? 
Cool Rock Stars. Oh, Mr. Mrs. Cool. Yeah, Andy that's what they call me. They call me Mrs. Cool. Indie cred. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're churning out the uh, they're churning out the albums, Kill Rock Stars. They really are, but they're also very selective. Let's not gloss over that. Uh, I mean, just for I mean, for a, a label called Kill Rock Stars, they're putting out a lot of comedy. I know. Albums. Well, I mean, I feel like it makes more sense than them putting out music albums. Well, it, they're it saying costs Kill like, Rock Stars. It's like, yeah, don't give them any more record deals. Just give it to comedians. Yeah, it's just like, do you want to? Rec- do you think you can recoup the eighty dollars it's going to cost to make this album? If so, then you might want to sign me. Yeah. It's going to cost you $80 to make this album. That's exciting, Um, but then you have to do another tour, though, once the album comes out. I know. And I don't know when I'm going to write new material. I feel like I don't write new material in L.A. You know what, though? I don't know. Uh, You could go out there and do a lot of the album. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. We'll see. I know. I'm. I'm sound like uh, it's not the the macho dick swinging. I have a new hour every four minutes. No, tell me everything you know. How do I tip out the step? We're talking a lot of shop. Is this going to be boring? I don't. I don't care if it's boring. As long as I'm not <laughs> bored. No, I don't. I don't Listen, think it's boring. I know that's your general comedy philosophy. I know. But do you want to hear what happened I, to me today? It has nothing to do with anything. What happened? This is no. This is exciting. I. Uh, I went to eat lunch with with stupid Louie, and we're eating outside, and I see him suddenly talking to someone, and it was David Blaine, who was sitting next to us with his kind of back back toward the street, and then he said something like, yeah, I'll come over in a second, show you something, and I ran to the bathroom, I come back, and David Blaine's sitting at the table, me, David Blaine, and uh, Louie, and he's got a deck of cards, and I got, it was fucking unbelievable. What did he do? He did this one trick where he, because you see it on TV and there's something about TV that makes it like, oh, it's TV. They can, not that I thought they, it just, to see it in front of your face at a table, spontaneous. He did one thing where he, he asked Louie to name a card. Then he asked me to name a number. And so I said like two and Louie said like seven of hearts. And then he counted off two cards and the second card was seven of hearts. What the fuck, man? And then he did one where the card ended up. I go. He's like, "Oh, the card that you pick, it's not in the deck anymore." And it was he. Had, it was under my watch. Like he had gotten it under my. I like, had no idea he did this. Ah! Was, oh my god! Yeah, Magic like, is so cool. It was. Yeah, it's really. It was like holy. I shit. got to see uh, David Copperfield in Vegas. Oh yeah, he uh, he does like Blaine was telling us he does like six hundred shows a year. David Copperfield. Oh yeah, David Copperfield is richer than Beyonce. Yeah. Probably is, Which is yeah. my my bar. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's my goal is to be richer than someone who's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Uh and he he did a show we, we saw his show in Vegas. It was really great. It's also like super weird, like thematically the weirdest show I've ever seen. Like the whole show he's like this, you know, he's like a waxy old man now. Uh-huh. Uh but he still has that thing that magicians have where they like try and get you to like see them as like an enchanted little boy somehow. Right, a little like uh, hey. Yeah, like he kept talking about his childhood and like tying the show back to like his parents and stuff. And then he had this like Super 8 footage that he had filmed of these actors pretending to be his parents. And then he time travels into the Super 8 footage. Oh, okay. And his dad recognizes him even though he's like a 60-year-old man now. It's crazy. 
Wow. Um, but the craziest thing about it was they had, there was one part where he goes, okay, everyone that I've pulled up on stage so far has been random, but there is one person in the crowd who I have practiced a, a trick with. Um, and he like hands the mic to this guy in the third row who's like, hi, uh, my sister died of cancer two years ago. Before she died, she made a list of things she wanted to do before she died. And she didn't get to all of them, so I'm doing them in her place. And one of the things she wanted to do was she wanted to assist in an illusion. Oh, and wow. so then David, uh, then David Copperfield makes this guy levitate. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Um, and uh, they, they presented it like he was like, yeah, he, he's, he's doing this show with me this week. And um, and then <laughs> later on, I was talking to someone else. I was like telling them that I saw the show. And he was like, oh, yeah, I saw that show a couple years ago. Uh, did he do that thing where the kid has a sister who died? Oh, man. Isn't that fucked up? I would think the word would get out real quickly that. I know. Like Wouldn't you're talking you? about a TV like... set ruining your show. My God. Yeah. Maybe it was a different <laughs> person whose sister made the same request. And it was a weird I mean, coincidence. that's such an unnecessary plant. Yeah, it's kind of, because when you find out about it, then you just feel, like, punched. In, it's a little bit of a fuck off, kind of. It's, yeah. It's, it's a little bit, un, it's, yeah, it's it's not, yeah, it's it's gross. Yeah. Wow. But still, great show. Yeah, I would imagine. I've never seen. He shows up midair on a motorcycle, out of nowhere. Don't it's spoil amazing. it for me. What do you, uh, did you have to do a bunch of radio for Madison? Um, I only did one radio show here, and I was on it for like five minutes. Oh, that's the best. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not good at morning radio. Yeah. This is all new to me. Hopefully I'll be better at it later on, but it's like I forgot to think of a thing to talk about with them. Yeah. What do you, what do you usually do uh, on, on morning radio? This is why I don't play many comedy clubs anymore. Like I'm doing that club, but I'm doing it one night, so I won't have to do all that stuff. Oh yeah. Like I just use it as a venue on a tour. I don't I don't be like I don't do their like for the most part I won't do their five show, six show thing. Yeah. But uh I always find like it just just have your three every time I'm on the radio I do these jokes. Okay. That's if they want you to do jokes. I mean I always try to see if they'll just shoot the shit with me. But some yeah. of them are incapable of that and they're baffled by the request of like, Oh, we just talk? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, have you heard the Howard Stern show? Like, yeah. That, have you that heard of millions people? of people love? Yeah. <laughs> have you heard of conversation? Yeah, it's a con. So, uh, it depends. I mean, if as long as they're nice, that's all I cared about. Yeah, I mean, I did the the radio I did here. I won't say what it was, but like, I showed up. I don't know if I should say this. I showed up, and he goes, "Are you ready to come back and meet the retards?" And I was oh, like, oh, god. What is, is here we go. <laughs> you gonna tell me this? What? Are you gonna tell me this or wait, what? Who it was? No, you said are you ready to ready to meet the retards? He said that? Yeah, that that was what the guy said to me as he was walking me back to the studio. Oh, he's talking about the hosts. Yeah. Oh he was talking about like his co hosts. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, well, that doesn't like, make you look bad or me yeah, look no, bad. It makes so. him look like I just don't want to like sell out the club for well, putting me on no that. No one knows who. No one listens to this podcast. 
by now after the frequent flyer thing, we'll be so bored. They, I know. They I mean, the packing listening. cubes, hopefully we got I anyone. like the packing cubes thing. Now, on the road, are you, uh, so you, your friend, this, uh, who's the, who's the feet, the middle act? Uh, his name's Matt Alano Martin. I just met him this week. And you're already dining with him. Well, yeah, I mean. Well, if he's pleasant company. He's cool. He's like a, he's like a dude who lives in, in Bloomington and, and he's just like a professional road comic. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, um, those guys are sometimes too slick, though. Too slick? Like they kill too hard, and you're like, oh, God. Oh, really? Well, if a guy's been doing like, I'm not talking about him, but sometimes you'll get the guys like, oh, this guy has been doing this 20 minutes for four years now. Oh, yeah. And it's... Yeah, that is a concern, but I'm never like, I'm always like, it's my fault if I can't follow that person. Yeah. And then it, And then I can't follow that person, <laughs> and then I'm just... Feel bad. Then you go, hey, that was my fault. No, then you go, fucking audience sucked. Why that put that fucking <laughs> piece of shit on in front of me? Fuck that. I mean, what's been interesting for me is like, uh, I think a lot of people are coming out to, to see me on this tour who have never been to a stand-up show before. I get that. I get that yeah. all, all the time. It's sort of yeah. baffling. And so it's like a lot of people, I do think like... At some of these shows, my openers have been having a hard time for that reason. Because they're, like, coming not knowing that there's going to be anyone other than me on stage. Well, that's a little weird to, like, I mean, had they ever been to a show before? Like, a concert? Not a comedy show. It's, uh, it just and sounds like, weird to be like, shows, you can, you can go and, like, you don't have to go to the opener, you know? Yeah, which I always, I always try to go to the opener because I feel really? like... Really? Oh, I always skip it. But you know what, though? Every band that you see headline was an opening act at some point, so you might as well get in on the ground floor. <laughs> but that's not that's not the only way to discover a new musician. No, but I just, I feel, just like, feel like I only have so much energy in me to stand up at a yeah, show. Yeah, well, the standing thing is is a little rough. I'm I'm with you yeah. on that. Yeah. But I'm like I'm such an old lady when it comes to going out. Like yeah. I turn in so so quickly. Yeah, concerts are a little bit. Uh, they're a little bit uh, trying on, on my patience sometimes. Yeah, I didn't realize how soon I was going to be too old for them. Do you wear earplugs? Yes. Me too. Yeah. That's a smart I thing I wear earplugs, do. and if I can, I just sit down. Yeah, I like, I mean, all the venues that I like are probably the ones the bands don't like playing, because everyone's just sitting in these comfortable <laughs> seats. and stuff. Yeah, they're just sitting in comfortable seats. and the... uh, That's the great thing about, um, I did a Bonnaroo. Uh -huh. Which is like oh yeah, huge, it's seated yeah. It's a huge festival that I would never fucking attend mm -hmm. if I wasn't performing at it right. because it's just like a nightmare of just like yeah. That's for seventeen year olds. Yeah, and walking and standing and up. lightning. Yeah, but as a comedian, they drive you around in these little carts. You yeah. get to sit backstage and watch people. It's fucking amazing. I was like, that I would do. I'm so spoiled already. Yeah, festivals are great because you end up like watching. Maybe someone who you would never in a million years pay to see, but someone who's really but who you're really happy you who's got good, to see, yeah, yeah, like you, you know, yeah. yeah. Who did you see? Oh man, I saw um, Janelle Monae was the highlight. Uh huh. I love Janelle Monae, and and I got to be like on the stage, for yeah, that, up on these scaffoldings, just what, looking down, so you could see behind the stage. And she puts on like a really a really good show where she there's all, like crazy costumes and like storylines and stuff, and yeah. So. That was cool. Um, I got to see Frank Ocean. 
I got to see this band Bouncing Souls that I was really into in high school. Yeah, I never, I don't know if I've heard of them. Um, Jack White and Kanye West were like the big headliners that I got to see. Yeah. And they both did like crazy rants that were very similar. <laughs> Jack White did a rant? Yeah, Jack White did like a crazy rant. What was his rant about? What was he ranting about? It was, I mean, like, it was kind of thematically similar to Kanye West's, where he was just talking about, like, creativity and, like, like there's always something better to do. And, like, just telling these stories about, like, people being like, he didn't go for this opportunity because he had something better to do. Well, I'll tell you something. If everyone did that, like, just some weird... I, I just hate when like per, like very successful musicians try to give people advice. You mean like what I've been doing this whole work time for everyone? Like what I've been doing this whole time. <laughs> I mean, you're giving me practical yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You about... know what I mean? You're you're saying get your miles. Yeah, it's it's, you know? it's weird for someone who's on stage and you know they're getting eight hundred thousand dollars and they're like, well, and it's also there is so much arbitrariness and luck. Yeah. And just like sheer statistical improbability to their success. Mm -hmm. Like Jack White is not successful just because he was like, I had this like vision for my life and and I just decided like I got to prioritize my art, man. Like that doesn't there's a lot of people who are following that advice who will never make a living at it. You know what I mean? Uh, I just feel yeah. like it's 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 an unfair piece of advice to give people. I mean, it's, like, if let it's, me tell you. if he's saying basically hang in there, which it sounds like he's sort of saying. Uh, he was saying, he wasn't even just saying hang in there. He was saying, like, don't let any of your other priorities get in the way. Oh, well, I mean. I'd maybe, I should look, I should look it up. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, you're paraphrasing. Because everything you said that he said makes perfect sense to me. It sounds like. It does. It makes perfect sense <laughs> to like you? Sounds like a great rant. Well, if he's saying, but also it's not, it's a concert. It's not a seminar on how to make in the music business. So, I mean, I guess you could say maybe he was talking to people who didn't need to hear that, but. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean. I, I, I just, I just thought it was unnecessary. I mean, there is, there's something to be said for, uh, I mean, you see it in the comedy world. You see people who just complain a lot, but they're not really trying. Like, yeah, like oh, I, I've never. You know, there's people I know who heard about, or I see something they put on Facebook, and you're like, I've never seen you at a club ever. <laughs> and you yeah. think, I mean, that might be part of the reason things aren't going the way. I know. I mean, I feel like the only advice you should ever give someone is work hard and don't be surprised if it doesn't work out. Um, is well, that cynical? I, I don't know about that second part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need, think you need to, because some of them will be like, well, mean, well, what is it about me that made but... you say that? Why do you say that about me? What is it about me? That... <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that voice. But the, uh, I think, uh, yeah, but just what, when a comic comes up to me and says, do you have any advice? I go, just write as much as you can and go on stage as much as you can. Yeah, that's the only I would add, do. don't bug people, you know, things like that. But <laughs> just not never... that that's bugging me. I don't care if someone comes up to me and says that. I think they're... They should do that. Yeah. Um, I'm always like, I always think people should ask for advice instead of just like blindly going ahead and wondering why what they're doing isn't working. Yeah. But I mean, one thing that some some of them do, which is not, you know, here's me, pre, here's me pulling a rant. Some of them be like, hey, can you, can you watch my set? It's like, <laughs> but what if I don't like your set? Then I have to 
tell yeah, someone want? that I don't like their set when I didn't even ask for this job you're giving me? <laughs> <laughs> what What is in this for me if I watch your set? Nothing. Nothing. It's, it's, it's called altruism. Yeah, I know, but it's not. It's just, that's one of those things that's just, that's not smart. It's just not. Yeah. Um, I also feel like maybe this is, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm in a position where people should be asking me for advice because I haven't been doing this that long. I agree with you. No do. one should ask you. About Thank it. you. Yeah. <laughs> so when next time they ask me for advice, I'll just give them your email. Why'd you make the boner sound? <laughs> is, that a, is that a boner sound? Wow. The boy, yeah, 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 yeah. There must be something wrong with me then. Boy, <laughs> 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 I never knew that was a boner sound. I thought yeah. that was like always like a surprise sound, but I guess oh, no. I guess there's you know you could argue. Yeah, you know we could go. Up. Maybe this is a generational thing. I'm just like a lot <laughs> younger than you. <laughs> Are you selling anything on the road, or do you have any merch? Um, I have posters. Do you really? Yeah, I I mean I I I got my friend Max, who's a really good artist, to design this like tour flyer, and it just came out so good that I was like, fuck, I got to make posters of this. How did you get them? Um, are they like screen printed or are they? No, I just got them printed at a, at a, like a printing place in LA and it's just, they're full color and it's a really cool picture. He drew me as, uh, the birth of Venus. Uh-huh. Like in a clamshell, but like fully dressed and looking at my phone. Oh, and nice. And like the, the cherubs are like coming at me, giving me, like delivering takeout. Are people buying them? Yeah. A lot of people are buying them. I'm going to run out. Yeah. I've sold, um... Yeah, I've been selling posters. It's uh, yeah, it's a pain in the ass traveling with all that sh shit. But yeah, these are pretty easy. I I got like a portfolio for them. It just so did I. Right in my suitcase. I went but... to an art supply store. Oh man, you heard me. And and they were like, did they try and sell you a bunch of art supplies? No, I just bought a portfolio. <laughs> no. Do you do art at all? Uh, well, you've seen me on stage. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm asking. Oh, <laughs> wow, you're. You must have had a good lunch at the Green Owl. <laughs> Listen, I'm drinking this Starbucks. I'm fucking getting into it. Why are you going to Starbucks? Why don't you find a nice, uh, why don't you yell? I didn't have time put to in, go somewhere else. Put in There's Madison's one in the lobby coffee. of the hotel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm not like Mr. Hey, don't go to Starbucks, but I think you should support your independent coffee shop. That's all. I generally do. Are you, do you have a show there tomorrow? I do. I've, or no, actually, no, two tonight and then tomorrow I, I fly to New York. Oh. Yeah. Do you miss New York? Mm, no. <laughs> Is that bad? No, it's I an don't. honest answer. It's an honest. I miss the stand up. That's the only thing I really miss. I miss the stage time. I miss the stand up. And sometimes I do, like, when I, when I go back and I have one of those, like, good New York days where you leave the house at, like, 10 a.m. and then you don't come back till midnight and that entire time you were doing cool stuff. Yeah. Like, that's a thing that you just don't really do in L.A. that much. Um, those days really invigorate me, but I don't miss having to do those days when I don't want to. You know what I mean? What do you like better about uh, where you live now? About L.A.? Yeah. Well, I I moved to L.A. with a TV writing job. Oh, so there, I that's like, the big difference. What? When, I think going to L.A. with a job is different than just blindly moving to L.A. But. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't think – I think I'd be floundering if I just moved to L.A. Um, like I like being busy too much. But, yeah, so I moved there with a TV writing job. So it was immediately like, oh, 
I'm already, I already felt like accepted in the industry and I was learning how to do this new thing too right at the beginning. So I had all that like mental stimulation from that and it was going well too. So it just felt like, oh shit, this is so fun and the weather's so good. And yeah, the weather feels like I'm from, I'm from California. Okay. So there's like parts of LA that look like where I'm from. Like I'm from the East Bay. I went to high school. I went to school in Oakland and you know, there's parts of LA that just look and feel and smell like Oakland. And also in New York, I was living in a dining room in Astoria, and in LA, I have my own apartment. Yeah, that's nice. What neighborhood do you live in? I live in Los Feliz. Is it Los Feliz or Los Feliz? Everyone there calls it Los Feliz, and I'm torn. I like go back and forth, and every so every time I say it, I think really hard about how I'm going to say it, and then I accidentally say the opposite. Um, Los I can't. What did you call it? I can't it? get on board with Los Feliz for some reason. What do you call it? Los Feliz? Los Feliz? <laughs> yeah, Los... See, now you now you made... I, I can't like, say it right anymore. Yeah, I mean, you could just say whatever. I also feel like, why would you correct someone and say, no, it's Los Feliz? It's like, you know that it's not. You know that that's just how people... What people call it. That's not actually what it's called. Well, first of all, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I feel well, like I'm the one have, who I was the corrector in that little scenario. Yeah, I mean, if you speak Spanish, you know, the Spanish word is pronounced Los Feliz. Los Feliz. Okay. And so Los Feliz, it's like that's not even a phonetical pronunciation of it. I don't even know where that came from. If you just looked at the word as an English speaker, I don't know where you would get Los Feliz from. Well, I lo I'm glad that you, uh, you've taken on this cause. You know what? I feel like it's my life's calling. <laughs> Do you... Uh, so, so are you writing on a new show now? Or are you acting on a new show? Or? It's, um, I'm like in, I'm between jobs right now. Uh, it's staffing season right now. So it's like, while I've been on this tour, I've been like going home one or two days a week. And on those days, just been going on meetings, trying to get hired on stuff. And I think I'll have an answer for you in a couple of days. But right now I don't. Do you, um... But I'm I'm gonna try and go back to writing. That's what I that's what I've been doing. I didn't I didn't go out for a pilot season this year. If you're what's your dream scenario if you have one? Oh man! Let's say all money being equal, would you want to be a TV star, a a touring comic, or what was my other one? A writer. <laughs> or a TV writer? Yeah, or a film or a screenplays. Same oh. money, same yearly same money. income. If it's the same income, I'd rather just do nothing. No. Uh, I think the ideal scenario is I have created a show on which I have a small acting part, uh -huh. but not the lead. But it's a it's like a funny enough and a cool enough show that people watch it, and then they want to go see me on the road when I go on the road. Okay. Right? Like a... I think that's that seems like the ideal situation because I don't I don't want to be like an actor who is really famous and can't walk down the street. You know what I mean? Trust me, you don't want that. <laughs> As someone yeah, who walked down you know the street, I mean? today. although like I would like to be famous enough where David Blaine comes up to me in a restaurant and is like, "Let me show you something." Well, he came up to Louie, and uh, by default, yeah. I got in on that. But he was very nice, and the trick was yeah. amazing. Tricks. Oh, my God. Uh, I will say, magicians, I could never I could never be one because I can't. I would just immediately tell everyone how I did it. I can't keep a secret at all. Yeah. 
You can't? No, not at all. I'm the worst. Well, I, better... I don't know why anyone tells me anything. Are you really? Are you like, because I hate I don't you... think I'm a gossip, but I just have a hard time. Like if something comes up in conversation and I have a thing to say about it, I'll say it and I'll forget that I'm not supposed to. Do you, um, so you'll ruin a surprise party or something? Oh, no, I won't do that. I actually am really, I threw a surprise party recently, and I fucking nailed it. Let's hear it. That is one, that is the only kind of party I think I can throw. Because it's the only kind of party where you can, like, very rigidly control the other guests. But it, isn't, it always depends on some sort of, like, misdirect, like, oh, I forgot my wallet. Can you come in here and help me find my wallet? Uh-huh. Oh, there's a thousand of your friends. We're oh, off. well, I, okay. Let's hear I it. was very luckily not... I, I did it in tandem with okay. my friend's girlfriend. We, Me and my friend's girlfriend threw him a party. And I was in charge of everyone at the house, and she was in charge of getting him there. Okay. And it went off perfectly. What did you do? What was the, uh, what was the ruse? <clears throat> so they had friends in from out of town who they were going to go out to dinner with. And so it was basically, it wasn't even a ruse. It was like, I knew they were going out to dinner and she gave me a key to their place. And I told everyone to arrive within a certain window. And then she texted me when they were walking up the driveway and we just all hit. So why were they, they were going home to get ready for dinner or something? Is that? No, it was like they went out to dinner. Oh, okay. And then we all, we all came into the house while they were gone. Okay. I ex yeah. I gotta say I was I was hoping for more from that story, but I'm, I'm so sorry. Well, I thought <laughs> no, I mean that's a solid, clean, that you yeah. know, surprise party. But I thought you did some amazing little. I wow, just, I'm really I just felt like I was really on top of like, you know, the emailing and stuff. No, and I'm just I'm, being like, I'm giving you a hard time for no reason. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there are things I could have done differently. For one thing, <laughs> we all forgot to get a cake. Well, they just had dinner, so maybe they had dessert as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like that they have that's dinner true. before the party, and then you're like, hey, well, yeah, the bag of chips, we'll be all set. <laughs> you want to hear something sweet, though? I do. I mean, um, no, yeah, I do. Uh, his girlfriend said that after, as soon as the last person left, he just started bawling. Oh, really? He was He was so moved. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice? And then she said that he was crying all weekend every time he thought about it. It's nice that your friend's a pussy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I almost didn't say that, but we're comics. We can talk like that. Wait, I didn't actually hear what you said. I said, oh, so he's a pussy. But um. Oh, yeah. Now you're yeah, pretending you're Yeah, but that's the kind of people I like being friends with. So he's your friend and he, in in cahoots with his girlfriend. You, you uh. Yeah, I'm friends with both of them. His, he's a comedian, and I I host a show with him. What's his and name? And his girlfriend is an illustrator, and I host a podcast with her. Oh, what's your podcast? <gasps> what's my podcast? Uh, uh, my podcast. Is I don't know because I've never baby geniuses. Okay, what's the premise? Um, it's just I guess the premise is it's like a knowledge themed podcast. So we have people on and try and get them to tell us something we don't know, like talk about a thing that they know a lot about that's not their field. Like, Guy Branham came on and talked about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh-huh. Well, he's a lawyer. Mayo That's Mangiani cheating. talked about the Zodiac Killer. Okay. Things like that. And then we have a character segment where we have someone pretend to be an actual expert in something. Yeah. And then that, that person is usually uh, really stupid. You should have me on there to talk about comedy. <laughs> talk about comedy? Yeah, something you don't we know. We haven't, like, an unofficial... 
no comedy talk um, on the thing. So maybe, like, if you knew anything about anything else, maybe you could come on. <laughs> I'll have to rack my brain. <laughs> Freaking fire. The miles. only time we've ever had people talk about what they actually do for a living was we had someone on who uh, was a clown in a very famous circus that I cannot name. Why can't you name the circus? That's uh, weird. Like, legally, she wasn't allowed to. I guess I could name it on here. She wasn't allowed to say, she was like, you can either say my full name or the name of the circus, but not the other one. So we used her full name, but we, we didn't mention the actual uh, circus that she was in. But it's probably the one that you're, it's one of the two that you're thinking of. <laughs> it's one of the two and only two circuses. Yeah, basically. But yeah, she's like a touring clown in that circus. That's weird and, that uh, there's a... We, why is it secret? Is it, does it ruin the mystique of the clown to have like their real name? I think... Well, no, I think it's like they have like... You know, the way people... Like they have in their contracts that they're not allowed to do like un, uh, unapproved press. Oh. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, I had people... Uh, I tried to get on my podcast and look, yeah, I, someone's going to have to listen in on the call. Are you serious? I'm like, they had this one microphone at the time in the middle of... On my kitchen yeah. counter, like you have to have like a lawyer in here screening it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think like SNL has those kinds of yeah, I think I don't think they're allowed to be on a podcast like the first year, yeah, which I mean, to be fair, that's kind of a that's kind of a great situation. Just anytime anyone asks you to do their oh, podcast, yeah, you'd to, be like, uh, oh no, I can't, I'm sorry, I'd love to come out to uh, Connecticut to do your podcast that no one <laughs> yeah, to, uh, but I, uh, I'd love to call in. I think this phone thing is working all right. Yeah, it is. Except for the ten is minutes it? after, I think so. I mean, I think it, it it's it's. Uh, I feel relaxed. This is the way yeah. you know um, Terry Gross does it. Is that how Terry Gross does it? She yeah. doesn't have people in the studio. I'm just that was my way of letting you know I've been on her show. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're she's like, not. No, you I'm go to sure a recording studio. She's in, me. she's in Philadelphia, and you're on. You go to oh. a recording studio. Yeah. Let's talk about our yeah. Twitter feud, and then we'll. Do a couple plugs and then we'll. All right. I'll let you hit the road. And are you going to go walk around or anything? Uh, probably not. <laughs> it's raining. I walked oh, around it? yesterday. Okay. It's raining. I don't want to go outside. The rain makes me really depressed. No rain. I didn't know it was raining. Yeah. Um. So you and I have to. I guess it's. I don't even know how it started. Probably you started it, but it's it's I not it's not much of a story it. actually. I said, "Here's how it started." Was okay. I said I was kicking off my tour with a set on oh, the night yeah. with Myers. That was good. <laughs> I do remember this. Did you say that was pathetic? No, I said that was good. Uh, now I remember the, the beginnings of this. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and I wrote back, like, a TV set doesn't count as a tour stop. Here. I have the thread right here. Oh, my God. Well, because someone just at replied both of us. So it's real easy oh, to click really? on. Yeah. You said a TV set doesn't count as a tour date. Actually, you said doesn't count as as tour date. Oh, really? Typo. I made a typo. Oh, God. So yeah. you, you win you if said, I make a typo. You said delete this tweet, issue an apology. <laughs> and I said, but it's out of town, Todd. And you said need that apology. So I recorded a video. Oh, that's right. Apology. What did I ask you to apologize for? Oh, just for just, calling that a, just a calling tour. Just calling a TV set. And then your dad. And then my dad texted me um, to be like... Are you guys really fighting? Well, first he texted me to be like, do you know Todd Berry? And I was like, yeah, I introduced you to him at yeah. Sketchfest. Um, and then uh, he was like, so are you guys really, are you guys really, 
really fighting? <laughs> and I was like, no, we're not. Are you worried? Um, but yeah, I think that was it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. My dad pays too much attention. I, I always forget that my dad looks at my Twitter. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because he it's not like he's tweeting. Like he doesn't tweet. Oh God, I'd say And that. I don't even think he looks at it on Twitter. I think he looks at it on like Favestar. <laughs> That's a pretty cool dad if he knows about Favestar. <laughs> that guy is uh was he like twenty two? <laughs> oh God. Uh never let him know that you called him cool. I know. Not a then he My won't. parents are pretty, like, they're pretty comedy savvy. They really like... He like, seemed like a funny guy. I met him very briefly, and he, he kind of radiated, oh, this guy's probably... Funny. Yeah. No, he he is funny. And he, like, he watches Louie and stuff, and... Uh, so it would be extra it. heartbreaking if, if we were in actually real fight, because he's a huge fan of mine, and his, his um, <laughs> allegiances, he would be torn... <laughs> it's like on one hand it's I my daughter, but on the other hand it's to beat you up. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, he he would he wouldn't be able to take you. Although I don't know if you'd be able to take him. I think it would be a really sad fight. Well, <laughs> oh, it would absolutely be. A, I don't think it would be like a great fight. Me fighting <laughs> Emily Heller's dad. I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. I don't know why boxing is only between like the most in shape dudes. Like it's just as good of a fight if it's as long as it's equally matched. That's probably better. I mean, I didn't see that last fight everyone was disappointed in, but I'd think a fight of me fighting your dad would probably be way more entertaining. <laughs> right? And we'd both do it probably for half the price of what those guys got. <laughs> Absolutely. Um What do you want to what do you want what do you got coming up that you want what do you want to talk about cuz this might go up tonight. This might go up tonight? Yeah. Shit. Okay, in that case, everyone should come to my album taping on Wednesday at Union Hall. Wednesday, Union Hall. It's a nice little place. I would get your ticket. June 3rd, get your tickets in advance for that. Yeah. The the first show's pretty much sold out, I think, almost sold out. Uh But the second show is not, so I need people to come to the second show. Come to that second Um, show. That's going to be the looser of the two shows. Yeah, maybe. Unless the first show goes bad, and then it's going to be fucking tight as shit. You get the first one in the can, then you're just, uh, you know, cut loose on the second show. Uh, but that should be fun. Uh, Josh Gondelman is hosting, and Wyatt Snack's going to do a guest set. I don't like either um, of those guys, but that's cool. I'm joking. What else am I doing? Uh, my album's going to come out then, you know, in a few months yeah. on Kill Rock. I love Mars. that you're plugging an album that you just said isn't even recorded yet. Well, here's the thing. I figure, like... Yeah, you're greasing the wheels. You know, pe- what if people are listening to the backlog of the Todd Berry podcast? What if <laughs> that's in true. a couple people do, months... Yeah, if they're at the Library of Congress... On, you have on a guest that exposes you to a whole new audience. Yeah. And then they're like, fuck, this rambling, structureless podcast <laughs> is just what I've been looking for. <laughs> and then they decide to listen to your back catalog. They do. And then... Uh... And then they come across my my episode and they're like, well, I missed the album recording. How can I ever hear Now, this is what they'll do. Person? They'll be crazed fans of mine. So they'll be like... I don't like the way she said his podcast was structureless. <laughs> I was going to buy her album, but I don't like now her I'm not tone. I don't know. He, you know, she was. He was nice enough to have her on, and that's wow. What's your? You don't. You have like a Tumblr, right? You don't have Emily Teller. dot com is a. It's like a designer it's or something. A food photographer. Yeah, I saw some but nice picture of raspberries. If you go to emilytellercomedy.com, it oh. redirects to my website, and I'm on 
I have a podcast. Plug my podcast, yeah, Baby well, Geniuses. Baby Geniuses. That's on iTunes if you just put in Baby Geniuses, I assume. Yeah, you'll either get my podcast or the really good <laughs> movie. I didn't. Uh, there's a movie? I guess there is. Yeah. Uh, um, you got your tour dates on the uh, on Emily Heller Comedy, Baby Geniuses Podcast. Look out for her new album, which you can actually be part of by going to the recording June 3rd at Union Hall, which is a cool place. Yeah. I've destroyed there many times. <laughs> I can't believe it's still standing. Emily, thanks for doing this. Is there anything else oh you God. wanted to muscle in? No, that's good. Let me just say goodbye to everyone and... Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, Emily, thanks for doing this. My first phone phoner. <laughs> thanks for having me, Doug. Have a good tour. Bye. Bye. Feral Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.